Good evening and welcome to Gray Matters, your weekly current events, media analysis, news and review show. My name is Jim Dwyer and I'll be uh, flying solo tonight here on Gray Matters as we uh, recount some of the bizarre incidents of uh, the last week. 
and it's lovely weather out there uh, today, although we just had a little bit of a debate about that here in the studio, some finding it rather chilly today. Uh, others, including myself, uh, finding that aspect of it to be delightful. Um, regardless of where you stand on the weather, it is at least sunny and windy out, so good day to hang clothes on the line, which is one way that I like to fight global warming and climate shift is by not running a major appliance for the months of the year that the weather will permit me to do that. I have a good friend who is somewhat reluctant to hang clothes on the line because he and he admits that it's a sort of a ridiculous uh, feeling that he gets from it, but that he says it looks kind of trailer parky, white trash. I'm like, well, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with uh, good, fresh linen sheets snapping in the breeze and the smell of the fresh air, which is much fresher than it was back in the 70s in my childhood when mom used to hang the clothes out on the line. In fact, if you remember the line from the uh, briefly reunited Simon and Garfunkel, uh, My Little Town song I really have very strong feelings for, <clears throat> has that great line about... Uh, hanging out shirt uh, sheets in the dirty breeze. Um, but it's the still the air, uh, however fresh it may be, it's the only air we have. And so um, not running the dryer is a, a small way and a good way to uh, reduce one's carbon footprint. And since the uh, president of the United States, uh, the fellow whose name we'll try to see if we can go a whole program without mentioning the specific name. I know many people are sick of hearing it. It seems to be the driving force in almost every and any news story these days, if not the subject of the news story itself, his reaction to a event. Um, <clears throat> but uh, the announcement made last uh, Thursday to... Withdraw from the Paris Accords uh, has had the interesting follow-up consequence of uh, a number of states and cities uh, volunteering to approach the United Nations as cities and, and states here in the USA to say, well, while our country may officially be off the hook on participating in efforts to better gauge the uh, transition from uh, fossil to renewable fuels and to uh, sort of guide the world's economy towards that platform, <clears throat> that uh, the individual effort of uh, cities, states, and by golly, citizens just like you and me um, may end up having a bigger net result than had we stayed in the Paris Accords anyway. So... It's one of those things where, uh, since it was a non-binding agreement, you can debate up and down the block um, how it may have impacted the American economy. Um, I really think that uh, the smart money is obviously on renewable resources and the propensity of uh, the Republican Party to continue to administer the lie that 
those coal jobs, they're a coming back. Um, and the willingness of people to believe that lie uh, just gets thinner and thinner, in my view, because, let's face it, those jobs were undesirable and were going away decades ago. We've talked about this before. Um, mechanization was the first strike against uh, the miners' jobs. Uh, as a young lad, <clears throat> I had a experience that brought my family into one of the Appalachian haulers uh, where strip mining was routinely practiced, and I witnessed firsthand um, families living in a, a valley of despair and neglect. Um, polluted water, their, uh, you know, only water supply was a stream that came down from this mountain. Uh, there were no jobs. The strip mining had taken the mining jobs. The mountain itself had been stripped bare. The rocks had been spray-painted green. This is not an industry that deserves favors. Uh, it doesn't deserve the respect from the people who gave their lives to service it in exchange for pay. Um, it was always an exploitative uh, economic arrangement between those who did the digging, the miners, uh, and the, those that, which is the same group that's now being lied to again about uh, their economic viability in the future. Um, so why this strange obsession with uh, propping up the coal industry is uh, really baffling. I know it's a gritty photo uh, journalistic image to see guys in the hard hats and the dirty faces from the hard physical labor that they endure deep below the surface of the earth. Uh, you couldn't ask for a better uh, poster image for the all-American hard-working guy. Um, but let's face it, what's really needed is education and uh, training for jobs that have a viable future. Um, so that's just one of many things. And speaking of uh, Appalachian, we'll get to the Pittsburgh thing a little bit later. First, it's time for a quick coffee break. Uh, that uh, cryptic word that emerged into the vocabulary of America last week. Uh, some have said that Kofeve is uh, a typo, that he was trying to uh, tweet out the word coverage. And uh, I'm looking right at a keyboard as I speak here, and it's true that the C, the F, and the E are all within striking distance of each other, oh, and the V is right there too. But if coverage is the word he was looking for, then the A is way over there. Made it over to the O, okay. But uh, I suspect that Kofeve's true origins are neither Russian nor Chinese, although Trump's week was a very good week for China. Oh, I said the name. Shoot. Okay, well, there's one. Um, uh, Make China Great Again had a very good week. Um, China, the most uh, likely country to step into the void created by the USA's retreat from the international stage. And although certainly I have uh, been critical in the past of many of the foreign policy 
decisions uh, taken in my tenure as a commentator down here at WCBN uh, by the U.S. government. Um, I <laughs> have never really argued that the United States should uh, isolate itself and withdraw completely from engagement with the world. Uh, I don't believe that we have the right to uh, police the world or to impose our will on individual countries regarding uh, their economic structures or uh, internal policy decisions, uh, which, again, the, the U.S. has been involved in in numerous instances over the years. But uh, I think it's kind of shocking that uh, the United States would surrender this advantage. It's very similar to the Brexit, where, okay, uh, London is the financial center of Europe, but if England votes itself out of the European Union, then it votes itself out of having an influential say in decisions regarding economic and finance matters within the European community, its primary trading partner. Uh, ditto the United States. Why would we want to uh, surrender a place at a table where uh, discussions and presentations are being made about how countries can interact together? Um, there are jobs in the new energy economy, many, many jobs, uh, but uh, inexplicably we step away from them. Uh, so, kofeve, uh, kofeve, I don't think it's coverage. I think it's falling asleep in the middle of a tweet is what I think it is. Or as the new Mad Magazine would have it, which, by the way, I know I've talked about it probably more than most people are accustomed to hearing on a news and review show. But uh, my childhood years uh, were spent uh, reading Mad Magazine and learning a lot about the culture of the day. And so if you have uh, youngsters at home who are confused and yet intrigued about the swirling madness of American political life, I think satire is a great guide because satire, always have to remember this, satire begins with a moral premise that certain kinds of behavior are wrong, that certain dispositions are invalid, <clears throat> and you address them through satire, mockery, um, making the ridiculous more apparent than it already is. And so, thankfully, we live in an era where the Simpsons are providing great satire on all aspects of American culture, uh, even artsy-fartsy, quasi-intellectual types like myself are equally knocked on the Simpsons all the time. Uh, so it's equal opportunity uh, is, is what satire has to be. Uh, but the... Uh, the latest Mad Magazine uh, actually goes so far as to have an image of uh, the president tweeting from a special seat that everybody needs to use at least once a day. Um, and I suspect that Kofeve comes from tweeting early in the morning when you're not really fully awake and you nod off in front of your Breitbart feed and your hand just sort of slides over. Because most people's devices have a, a, a spell check thing that sometimes imposes a word that you don't want to use on you. 
Uh, but there is no word kofefe, so Spellcheck didn't throw kofefe up there. Um, that just went out on its own. The fact that uh, it became such a big deal is just, uh, it was a little bit of lighthearted ridiculousness uh, in a week of somewhat more troubling ridiculousness. <clears throat> well, we didn't get to talk about this last week on the program, but just as we were wrapping the show last week, Dick and I were talking about uh, the leaks, the ongoing leaks, the problem with leaks, the obsession with leaks. Of course, all politicians have leaks from time to time when it's convenient uh, for them to be involved in such activity. And it's been commented in uh, television and the press that most leaks are from staffers who are really trying to sort of uh, wage a little war against other staffers uh, to frustrate or impede um, a rival staffer from advancing a particular policy agenda, for example. Um, and there have been so many leaks. In fact, there's a new one today that uh, the Justice Department has uh, actually announced that they have found the individual um, and are you know, charging them with... Uh, this is a, a criminal leak because it's an NSA leak uh, regarding uh, Russian attempts to hack into uh, the computer systems of companies that provide uh, election machine software. And so whoever this leaker is, I'm sure we'll read about it in the papers tomorrow, uh, decided that, oh, in the face of the uh, denials by Vladimir Putin in his television interview with Megyn Kelly that uh, Russian individuals may have been involved, but it wasn't the Russian government who were involved in uh, hacking the uh, DNC or any of the election stuff. <clears throat> uh, so this individual chose to leak this document showing that indeed there was an investigation that the NSA was compiling regarding uh, this hacking of a software company. Um, so... Where are all the leaks coming from? Why is it such a leaky White House? Well, I think there's a series of leakers, and I think Bannon is one of the leakers, and I think it's safe to assume that any uh, anti-Jared Kushner stories that get leaked are probably Bannon's doing. I think Jared Kushner and Ivanka Trump have been doing some leaks, too. I think we've got a series of, like, parties within the Trump organization, there's the second mention of the name, uh, who are leaking against each other. There's probably some sort of Reince Priebus, Mike Pence, perhaps Sean Spicer element to one contingent of leakers. Uh, I think Bannon is a very happy leaker, and probably Bannon had the best week last week he's had in a while. Uh, Kushner is named as a person of interest in the uh, Russia investigation. Trump uh, keeps everybody in suspense about the president. That is, that's the third time. I make three times the last time. Uh, the president announces that uh, we are going to uh, back out of the Paris Accord, and uh, that has to be done. Uh, Bannon has been arguing to please the nationalist base. You've got to please the base. Well, mathematically speaking, that's a questionable tactic because. Uh, the base is like, what, 20-some percent of 40-some percent? Um, so, yeah, please the base. 
they um, haven't figured it out yet that they have been lied to again. Well, um, what else have we got here? Well, Wednesday, there were a couple of interesting and amusing articles. Uh, one about a popular song in England that denounces, again, back to satire and its power. Um, there's a YouTube song that's becoming quite a sensation in Britain. She's a liar, liar. She's a liar, liar. You can't trust her. No, no, no. It's a song about Theresa May. And... Um, it's climbing to the top of the UK iTunes chart. The song was number two uh, over the weekend. And it reminds us of the age in which Margaret Thatcher was routinely lampooned and even eviscerated by what the Times characterizes as left-wing musicians for her championing of untrammeled capitalism. Uh, listeners may recall, for example, uh, the entire catalog of Billy Bragg <laughs> or uh, one of the most pungent uh, and emotionally potent uh, anti-Thatcher songs, Elvis Costello's Tramp the Dirt Down. What a powerful uh, song and performance that is. Um, the arts have their say. Of course, art is a dangerous game to play. Uh Artists who get involved in politics can find it to be a most unpleasant experience indeed. Uh, John Lennon, for example, uh, found himself uh, being surveilled by the FBI and on Nixon's enemies list uh, simply for performing at a concert uh, here in Ann Arbor uh, in which uh, organizers were trying to point out the ridiculous sentencing that John Sinclair received for two single marijuana joints. Um, of course, John Lennon had been engaged in conversations and communications with left-wing yippies and, and student protester types. And, of course, the Nixon era saw that as a direct threat to democracy. <clears throat> but uh, that's just one example. Um, and Lennon didn't even really say anything uh, particularly uh, violent. Uh, uh, obviously, he was a man of peace. Give peace a chance. Uh, Nonviolence. Uh, which is where uh, a couple of quote-unquote artists last week did sort of overstep bounds. Uh, Kathy Griffin's ridiculous, uh, here's an image of uh, Trump's decapitated head. Um, you know, Bad judgment, sure. Uh, is it even funny? Not really. Decapitation's just not funny. And there are better ways to um, express your anger than to resort to negativistic imagery like that. Uh, that having been said, and uh, you know, can't blame CNN for severing their ties with her, obviously people who make threats against the president have to get uh, interviewed by the Secret Service. But, you know, that makes me wonder how many of the Tea Party rallies where all sorts of explicitly racist and questionable uh, effigies of President Barack Obama were uh, held up proudly on display. I just hope that all of those individuals uh, were also questioned by the Secret Service. Um, 
Bill Maher, of course, is a well-known knucklehead uh, that hardly really merits uh, commenting on. Uh, His joke just wasn't even close to funny. And uh, there were a bunch of other responses he might have made in that context. Uh, But even though uh, these guys have taken a hit from their uh, prospective employers uh, and have been, you know, pilloried, in uh, the the tweetscape, <clears throat> it's funny how re- Republicans can dish it out, but they can't take it. There were all sorts of uh, horrible abuses and uh, jokes that weren't funny about Obama, uh, but those were okay. That's just free speech. And uh, one wonders why no one has rushed to defend uh, the free speech of these individuals from the uh, Fox News escape side of the spectrum well the easy answer is kofeve also in the news this week uh ben carson he's not a rocket scientist he's no longer even a brain surgeon um why he's no longer a brain surgeon is one of my main questions for Ben Carson, because if he's so smart at being a brain surgeon, why isn't he sharing his great skill with those in need? Uh, no, that's too much work, I suppose. Um, he's gone down a different path. And what I think that Ben Carson really needs to do is to uh, rent a classic movie. Uh, he went on record last week as saying that... Uh, Poverty is all about mindset. And Emily Badger wrote about this in uh, Wednesday's paper, uh, New York Times, last week. She wrote, Ben Carson has proposed, in effect, a human experiment. Consider someone with the right mindset. Take away everything he owns, drop him onto the street, and he will soon lift himself out of poverty. Uh, Mr. Carson says, quote, And you take somebody with the wrong mindset... You give them everything in the world, they'll work their way right back down to the bottom. Mr. Carson is, of course, the head of the Department of Housing and Urban Development. And he said these comments on Sirius XM Radio last week. Um, In other words, he's saying that poverty is in part a state of mind. Poverty is in some ways a state of mind, Emily Badger writes in that it can cause people to think less clearly, sleep less well, contend with distraction, and to internalize shame, but it's the experience of deprivation that leads to the mindset. Researchers say it's not the mindset that leads people into poverty. Well, there was a movie that came out back in the 80s by director John Landis and starring uh, Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy, and it's one of those Christmas, not Christmas movies because it's set around Christmas, but it doesn't really, it's not about Christmas. Um, but it's a family classic in many households, uh, including my own, where my uh, daughters can quote the film uh, freely. There's a lot of great moments in it. And it's about this very thing. Two super rich dudes who have the world in the palm of their hand make a bet over a dollar for one dollar that let's take one of our top executives, fire him for no reason, take away his home, reduce him to uh, street-level bum poverty, and watch him turn to a life of crime. And let's take some homeless drifter 
and give him this job and give him a nice house and he'll see the rewards and he'll pull it together and he'll become a success. It's called Trading Places and it's a great lampoon of Reagan era economics and it's just as timely now as it was when it came out. Ben Carson, you need to watch Trading Places. I strongly suggest that you sit down and find an hour and a half in your busy, busy schedule to uh, enjoy this film. And uh, then the world can ask you, where's Mr. Beeks? Where's Mr. Beeks? <clears throat> well, uh, we're just about out of time here on Gray Matters. Stay tuned because Jerry Mack is in the house and Yazoo City Calling will be coming up next. There'll be lots more to say uh, next week. I didn't get to the Pittsburgh, not Paris thing or to the uh, concern that I and I know a number of others here have locally about the rise of these alt-right gangs uh, who are going about administering uh, terroristic violence. Uh, the multiple slaying in Portland, the Good Samaritan uh, individuals who were stricken down in the act of defending fellow citizens um, this is a new threat, and it's just like terrorism, but uh, it's not really being treated or handled as such. Uh, and also uh, some bizarre information about the infrastructure bill. Just a teaser here because it is 7 o'clock. Uh, apparently uh, what the president is suggesting is that, well, we're going to have a big infrastructure program, but the federal government's not really going to pay for any of it because we don't want to burden taxpayers. It'll fall to state and city governments. Hmm. Gee, I wonder who funds them. Well, that's it for Gray Matters this week. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for the good old down-home blues, Yazoo City Calling, coming up next. opportunity to help women and children in your community. It's fun, takes only a couple of hours per week, costs nothing, and you get to work with kids. Home of New Vision is a state-licensed and CARF-accredited nonprofit organization in Ann Arbor, providing a comprehensive, safe, gender-specific continuum of services for women in recovery from chemical dependency. Our services include 6 to 12-month transitional living, outpatient services, detox, outreach, short-term residence, and a variety of services that are designed to meet the needs of recovering women. HNV is currently recruiting female volunteers to provide childcare while mothers at our women's and children's home are in therapy. Volunteers help the women that use our services relax and make the most of treatment by providing safe care for their children. If you would like to donate your time or make a tax-deductible monetary donation, please contact us. For referrals and inquiries, please call 734-975-1600.